bit by bit. It didn't happen overnight. But one thing I can say is that consistency, determination, quality, and um, love for what you are doing and a passion is what kept me. This is Business Fever NG Podcast, episode 65. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is... And I'm your host, Olumide from Barbecue and Cravings. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. I'm excited to have you on. Um, I just quickly glimpsed at your Instagram handles and it seems like, you know... You definitely know what you're doing and you have lovely cakes on here. And I think I'm always very impressed when I see how creative people get uh, and how also expressive they get with their, with their design. So I guess that's a lot of kudos to you for that. So can you just Thank introduce you. yourself, tell us your background and how long do you've been into this business? Okay. Okay. My name is Osari Mansola Aladdi. Um, yeah. Um, I would say I've been a baker. In my childhood, um, you know, from putting together flour and sugar, you know, with my mom and all that, um, I, I, I think I took particular interest, although I come from a family of bakers, where both my brothers and um, my sisters will be very well. So, um, yeah, I, I decided to go further. You know, from childhood, we had friends who always ordered a cake or ordered something. And um, so um, right from secondary school, university, I was already baking commercially. Um, I would bake for my friends. They would pay me for their birthday cakes and things like that. Um, and then I had some regulars who ordered all the time. So, yes, I've been baking from, and that's over... 30 years, 35 years. So I've been baking from childhood. And of course, along the line, um, I improved my skills, went for trainings here and there, and, you know, just had um, personal interest. Um, but then I went into banking, so I left baking for a while. And then after some years, I got back into, I left the bank after I got to a point where I had to make a choice, you know. So I left the bank um, and I settled back into baking. So here we are. Um, we set up Sweetheart by Kasata. I've been at it for many years. And um, last, and then we've been doing some training. Um, you know, people, but the request for training got more and more. And from people far away, and you know, it was getting a bit cumbersome. So, um, decided along with my son, um, who is a co founder, founded Baking Intelligence, which is an online school. Oh, I so said that's the online training, the course? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a school actually, it's an online school. You know, what people understand as online training in Nigeria is, um, um, uh, WhatsApp classes, but my classes are not WhatsApp classes. They are actually, it's actually a school, but it's online. You know, you have your login details, you log into the school, you know, login, username, password, you get into your class, 
you have assignments, you have quizzes, you have you watch the videos, you have questions, you have recipes. So it's not what in in the Nigerian sense what they understand as online. So it, sometimes it takes some getting used to. For those who just oh, just add me to the group now, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's not just yes, we have a an interactive group, but that's not where the training goes on. That group, I, I just set up different groups for mentorship um, of the students, but it's really, um, the training really goes on in the school. So, yeah. So is, the, is there any aspect of our practical, because, I mean, baking, you can watch all the videos, at some point you, you got to get your hands, you know, with flowers. So do you have a, uh, do you have courses where they actually come into like the bakery and then they, they play around with dough or you don't have, it's just I, all I online? Have to, it's all online. I used to do, like I said, I used to do on-site training, but um, I found out that the reach wasn't as much. I, um, I could I could spend a lot of time with just three, 10 people and that time and, you know, when I, I could give the same time to a hundred people, Right now in the school, we have um, about 800 students from over nine countries. Wow. They're, they're just not Nigerians. We have Nigerians, Ghanaians, Tanzanians, Cameroonians, Zambians, um, Kenyans, people from the UK, US, Germany. So we have people from basically the global um, school, um, although they're mostly Africans. And, um, so I don't, they, I, I can't handle, um, on-site training anymore because I won't be able to give it the attention. So what we do is we, we train people online and it's even better for you because, you know, if you're on, on site, you're, you're only going to see me doing that once. But if you're online, you're going to have, um, three months, six months access to your class. And you can watch the videos over and over again and, you know, ask questions. So you've got a better deal. You know, initially, for those who are not used to online training, online schools, they feel, and those who have been used to the WhatsApp thing they do in Nigeria, you know, um, they feel it's not really helpful or, you know, they're getting something less than they would have gotten. But they're actually getting more. And I have people who are just brand new students, as in they've never baked before, and they're doing fantastically. So it's a, it, it's something that is all encompassing, and it's um, building big African bakers up. Okay, and I think yeah. that's um, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, even efficiency wise, I'm just a bit yeah. still, you know, like because. I guess it's almost like a PhD program where there's there's materials, but then you have to do a lot of self-learning as well and self-practicing yeah. because um, with baking, you know, you can watch all the videos. It would also be good if they can actually, people can actually see the mistakes that, that are being made, you know. So like yeah. if they're in your class, for example, and they, maybe they didn't let the, they put too much yeast inside. Oh, okay, I guess you have recipes for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you touched that you went into banking in between. So like um, how long was that? Yeah. Um, was that break from? Yeah, bank? I was in the bank for about um, ten years. Okay. Um and um yeah, I enjoyed banking really, but you know at at a point you know the higher you go, the the more time you have to give your job, 
and you know every other thing seems to fail into insignificance. So it got to a point that I had to make a choice between banking and what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, and um, I had to choose. I had to choose. Okay. So when you made that choice, like what what did they have going for you? Bakery set up already, or you just it was the instinct and you knew that you will start from your house and you expand because I wanted to know I want to people to understand that decision making process and then the sacrifices that were made after that as well yeah okay so yeah when I left the bank I didn't have it all figured out I I knew I had to get out I knew that this is not what I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing I knew that I needed to give time to my baking and um, to build it up, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't even 50% prepared, you know, to, to do what I'm doing now. So I thought, okay, um, yeah, the people I started baking with have gone so far ahead of me. Where am I going to catch up and all that? And so I was a bit, I think I had a low self-esteem in that area. Um, but I, I thought again, and, you know, along the line, I tried my hands on this and that, and, you know, I thought, okay, I'll just push the baking along with it, you know. And I I saw, I met an old friend somewhere who I hadn't seen for many years. And she was like, so what are you doing now? And I told her, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And I didn't even mention baking. And she was like, you are not baking? I said, yeah, well, just do a little, you know. She said, no, 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 no. Don't tell me that you are not baking. Do you know why I used to come visit you? It's just because of cakes. That's all I do. I wasn't really coming to see you, <laughs> you know. I used to come to your house just for cake, just to eat your cake, you know. So I was like, really? She said, yes. So I said, okay. Okay, I think that was that was just what, um, got me back in 100%. So I started putting things together. So you how know? long have you been 100% into cake now? How many years now? Um, we started 2000. I came back 2008. Okay. 2008. But all the while, I had always been baking. But as in commercially, I came back full swing 2008. Um, it was on and off before then. It was on and off before then, but I gave it my hundred percent from two thousand. So, what does that mean? Did you get a space, or you were still baking out of your house? Did you have to hire employees? I want that. I want to know that transition period. Yes. So, okay. So yeah. So we started, of course, I started baking from the house because you know it was just I just started putting things together. Started baking from the house. Um, started um, re. Um, um, honing, honing my skills again, you know, getting myself to tip top um, position to be able to give, you know, you always have to constantly train and retrain. So I did that uh, around that time and then I started um, marketing all over, you know, and then bit by bit, bit by bit, it didn't happen overnight. But one thing I can say is that consistency determination, quality, and um, love for what you are doing, and a passion is what kept me. And, you know, people, I, I, I noticed 
before I came back, I noticed that, you know, there are a lot of crappy cakes all over the place. Sorry for my language. But the cakes were just not good enough. And, you know, I would taste them, you know, maybe I've not baked and I just feel like having a cake and I go and say, what's And I buy a cake or buy something and I'm like, what's this? You know? <laughs> so I wasn't satisfied with what was going on in that industry. And then you go, you had some cakes that looked really nice, but then when you cut it and take a slice, it just didn't, it either hard, you know, or just didn't meet the standard I knew. And so I knew that um, if I come in, I'm definitely going to to change the way things are being done. And I I don't think that you're just going to um, bake in just because of the business aspect. You have to make a difference in the industry, you know. And so we came back with that. And, you know, and yes, soon enough, training started. People started requesting, oh, I love your cakes. Can you, can you teach me? And I come and learn under you and all that. So training has always been going on. So it's not like I just started baking intelligence school. No, I've always been doing it. But it was because of the difficulties I experienced with training and the challenges. I said, look, I want a situation where people from all over, anywhere they are, they can learn. They don't have to keep coming to my shop. They don't have to come to my bakery. They don't have to make all those trips. It can come to them, but and it comes to them in a way that I'm not too inconvenienced all the time. Because what was happening was people, you know, I had students who would come. Their causes seemed to take forever. I had a lot of things I was doing, and I I couldn't give it enough time, or it was taking too much of my time. So. Um, my son who has always been involved in the bakery. Um, now decided, look, mom, we can do something better than this. And it was his idea of the school, really, is his idea, his concept. He built it online. Yeah. He built it. He's a tech person. He's, hmm. Yeah, he's a. That's he's fantastic. That's fantastic. I said that's fantastic. Yeah, um, because. I think online is the way to go. Like you say, you have more reach and then really yeah. it's, it's one investment. You know, you spend maybe yeah. like three months creating the material and you can use that for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. Um, how long did it take for you to open up a, like an actual shop or store or bakery, whatever? Like, and how long did okay. it take to do that from when you, you took it this full That's time? It. Yeah. Um, it took some years. It wasn't one day. No. It took some time. I was working. I, I was working from home for a very long time. Um, it took, I think the first five, six years I was working from home, and I was doing everything. So you, you really, you can do everything um, you need to do without breaking the bank. And people used to wonder that. You mean you do all these? All these things are coming from your house, and I was like, yeah. Did you have to have a well, big kitchen? Of course, you need to have a, a so, well. Look, if you, even if you have a hole in your in your house, just start somewhere. You see, what I find out is that um, people get scared with starting because they think you know it is a, a huge capital outlay. Really, you know, a bakery is expensive to to build up. So 
if you're going to um, wait for having, wait to have everything you need to have, you'll never start. So I started with what I had. That's just the truth. I, I did I even have a mixer. I, I think I borrowed my sister's mixer. I had the few bowls. You know, I just just start with what you have and grow. You see, if you are if you are organized, as you as you as and your your quality is good, people are going to come to you when you bake good cakes. They are going to come to you even if they are in a hole. Okay, first of all, your friends and loved ones will want to patronize you, and so you start there. And then when you know you do one or two cakes for them, their friends taste cake. And they are good, they look good, and they taste good. You know, you get recommendations. And from your own personal contact, you start to grow. Your own personal, don't try to go all big um, commercial initially. But from your, your circle, your circle just keeps getting wider and wider when you are putting out good stuff there. So with whatever, I, what I started with what I had. And so with whatever you have, just start, and then with your profit, you 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 keep only maybe half of your profit. The other half reinvested. Even if it's one baking pan, you can buy buy it. If it's one rolling pin, you can buy buy it. But just have that discipline, not to spend all your profits. Always reinvest into your business, and before you know it, you won't believe all you have achieved in the space of one year, Very and then true. you. Yeah, you won't believe it. So even though you're earning little, little, but you're buying things little by little. And and you look, and then after one year, I was like, gosh, when I calculated all I had spent on on, um, the business, I wondered where the money came from because it's not like I had any capital to invest in it at that point. And I saw that I had spent over almost two million, and I was like, "Where did it come from?" But it all came from profit. And I was like, you know, and I had I didn't have space to store my stuff, my work, you know, my my work tools. I had to, you know, create, you know, you know, I had a boys' quarter in in the, so we had to create a place in the boys' quarter, you know, to and then you know make it up for my baking. You know, so you, 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 I, I want people to know that you can start with what you have. Don't, the important thing is the quality you are giving out. If you have good quality, people are going to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. So I have two questions I want to spin off from that. I guess the first easy yeah. question is what makes your cake unique? Um, my, I, I would say my, primary purpose in a cake, in serving a cake, is to ensure that those who eat it enjoy it. Like the same goes, the taste of the cake, the taste of it is in the eating. So when you put it in your mouth, because I noticed one thing, right? That there were a lot of nice looking cakes, but they were not nice to eat. So what's the point? You know, you might as well have an artwork then, but you don't want to cut it. You don't want to eat it. You're not tempted. So I decided that I want people to have a slice of my cake and say who baked that cake. 
So what makes my cakes unique? It, the taste, the texture, uh, the flavor, and of course the look. I try to give my cake a unique look. Um, I try to update, upgrade, and put a lot of edibles around so you have a cake that you can eat practically everything. Not say, okay, I'm removing this because this is all sugar. <laughs> the decorations, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So you have a cake that you can eat practically everything and enjoy it. So when you enjoy a cake, you're going to order tomorrow. It's just, it's just as simple as that. So the next time you have an event of that, you say, okay, I know I'm getting that person's cake. You know, I liked what I had. My, 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 my guests enjoyed this. This is what I'm getting, what I'm going to serve. So the taste is very important. The look is very important. And the feel in the mouth, the texture is very important. Okay. Those so, are the three things. Okay, great. So the listeners right now, um, if they were to ask you, when is the right time to move away from home uh, baking to actually invest in a space, um, yes. what would you tell them? Um, when you see, you would know because you definitely... The home will not be big enough to contain you anymore. Would it be storage issue or capacity issue? Both. Both. I mean, you you're, you have to create space. You have to have... You have to be out there where people can see you. Number one, you have to be visible. Number two, you know that okay, you need more visibility. Number, number three, you, you need more space, really, to do your work without having to interfere with your your home, you know, and when you're growing, eventually it will. And then, of course, you have to have the funds, too, to do it. Because if you don't have the funds to do it, then there's no there's no way, no matter how well you decide. So it should be at a time where you, when you can afford it and when you you know that you have grown beyond where you are and you need to get out there and be seen. Okay. Although now, in this day of the internet, you can be visible from a- anywhere you are. Exactly, even, true. Even Instagram. from a, yeah. Yes, you can be visible from a hole. So, you know, and you, you have places abroad where shops are closing down because people are not coming to the shops. People are ordering online. So it's going to get to that point too. But for now, if you just want somewhere small, you, you may still bake from home, but you have somewhere, just an outlet where you display your stuff or somewhere more visible, you can go with that. Or you can you can decide, okay, I'll just make from home, have a, an outlet, you can do that. Or you can move everything out, depending on the funds available to you. Okay. My, my advice to bakers is they shouldn't be under too much pressure to have a huge capital outlay. That's very important. Yes, it shouldn't be because really setting up a bakery is a lot of money. So if you feel you can do it gradually, do it gradually and don't break the bank. But just ensure that your quality is consistently good and you're consistently improving on your skills. And when you do that, people are going to be interested in you. They will want to invest in you. You can even get people who will invest in you and say, okay, look, I'm going to take you out of where you are and I want you to be even bigger, you know, you you would encourage people to do that. So don't be in any hurry, but just make sure you are giving your craft, 
your best at all times and you will go. That's great. So it's now almost 12 years, no, eight, it's 11 years since you took this full time. What, what's your typical work day like now? <laughs> Are you still baking or now you have a lot of employees doing that for you? Right. I hardly bake, but I hardly bake. That's but yeah, I do, I do a lot of the finishing stuff. Okay. Yeah, I like to finish. Although sometimes I get to do this all day. They do it, but I hardly bake. I've taught a lot of people how to do it. So, yes. Um, um, my days are, are very busy. For the last one year, um, I've been very involved in building the school. And, um, I mean, to run a school with 800 students is not, is not child's play. It's very demanding. So, I'm working around the clock, basically. You know, I'm working around the clock. I wake up early. I sleep late. Uh, you know, I sleep late. Averagely, I sleep not good, not good. But averagely, I sleep at 2 a.m. Oh, wow. On, the, on a good day, <laughs> it could be later, you know, because there's a lot to attend to. You know, we have the physical work. We have the online work. So we wake up. So if I sleep at two, I may wake up eight, seven, six. You know, it depends on it depends on what the day has for me. Do you have both but businesses most, built? Like, are they separate or they're still pretty much married together? Because the school, I can imagine, you need like a whole different set of skills and staff for that. So do you have a team yeah. that runs the school, and then you have a team that runs the the bakery, or it's still yeah. everything all mixed together right now? Um, well, the team that, you know, the, the, I have a technical team, okay? I have a, which who basically run, do all the technical work for the school. And of course, because I have to do my videos, I have, you know, there are some things that I have to do personally, you know, um, attend to students, they want that touch, you know, you can't just dump them. So they want that touch, they want to feel you. And um, I have about nine modules, which um, I'm running. So there are a lot of questions, answers, you know, my team also gets involved in that and, you know, solving their day-to-day -day issues on the school. Like, you know, if someone can't get access, Oh, why don't I have access? Oh, your time has expired. Or maybe you've forgotten your password. You know, all those technical issues. Okay. Those come up. The technical team deals with that. Some come to me when, um, you know, I have a problem with getting them to get off me <laughs> because I don't do everything. So, but because they just look at me and it's me they want, you know, so they eventually, and I, you know, so I have that challenge of getting them, pushing them back to the technical team. So, you know, but then, then we have the baking aspect. I would say now I'm doing more of 30% baking and 70% school. Okay. That's the proportion. How big is the team that runs the bakery? And then how, how long is the oldest employee you have there? Meaning the ones doing it for the longest time. I'm, now I'm just curious to know that. Okay. Um, I have a decorator who's been with me for about five years. Okay. Is that the, is yeah. that the longest serving employee? Yes. I've had others on and off, but I okay. mean, this is one that has been constant. Okay. 
And then um, I have um, Baker's, Baker's, some three years, one year. Okay. Years. No, because the so, reason yeah. I'm asking is because usually mm. the, the longer seven employees might bring a bit of stability. And since you're saying yeah. right now that you're, you're kind of splitting your time more to the school, so the, yeah. the system is running itself at the bakery pretty much. So yeah. I wanted to just know. Um, yeah. So what's the structure like at the bakery right now? I mean, supervisors, bakers, like who who runs it? Who runs the other, you know, 70% of the time that you're not focused on it? Um, I have, I told you, I have someone who's been with me for about five years. Okay. So that person has That's the decorator, eye. right? Yes, he has his eye and he's mature. Okay. So he has his eye there. And then I have, I have another son who's okay. very into everything. Okay. Both the tech, my sons are tech people, but they've also because they've grown with me, so they can do everything I do. Okay. So um, um, they are more like the managers when they're around. One is not around. Okay. One is, What's one the staff strength at the bakery? Sorry for cutting you off. Five. Five. Okay. All right, great. What do you see the your brand? So, in the next five years, like if we have if we were to have another conversation, yeah, where would we? Where would you be, business wise? Would it be more in the school, you know, uh, bigger like you know, bigger capacity, more students, or would it be uh, another location for the bakery, you know, and what would it be? Um, well, where where we are going really? There are little outlets more around the place for the bakery and um but those are just outlets so people can you know because there's no point having a school and you don't have people can taste what you're baking so more more little outlets i don't i don't plan to have anything big more little outlets around the place where they can have ordered their cakes or their desserts or things like that. And then, of course, the school is growing. The way the school is growing, um, definitely it's going to take most of my time. We plan to get more trainers onto the school who are not me. You know, other renowned um, bakers from around the world, not just um, Nigeria. We've opened in the UK now. So Baking Intelligence um, has a footing in the UK and um, is getting a lot of support from there. So um, we're going to have um, more international presence um, in the school and we're going to reach out to people from all over the world. So the plan is to have trainers from different countries, not only Nigeria. So you can get a feel of the bakers and what the baking into the best of the baking industry in, from different parts of the world in baking intelligence. So that's the vision and we're already, we've already started. Fantastic. Um, yes. Yes. So, um, you know, we just can't keep serving a local market. We want everybody to come in and you know, create a global community for bakers. So that's okay. that's the vision. And we've basically started it because you need to see when I introduce our members, you know, it's quite exciting for those in school. Oh, we have some new students 
this person from Tanzania, this person from Kenya, this person from the UK, this person. And they're like, wow, is this, this is really happening. So it's true. I say, yes, this is true. And they meet them on the platform and all that. So yes, the, the vision is for a global community of bakers to learn from one another and also to learn their methods from other, from other countries and other parts of the world on baking intelligence. So that's where we're going. Great. Uh, what has been the most challenging experience you've had running a bakery, uh, running your business in, in Nigeria? Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think one really sore point, of course, you know, is the cost you, you incur because of power supply. Overhead. You know, yeah. And because we do more of dessert cakes where we have to work with chocolate, whipping cream, things like that. We need to have constant power supply. And, you know, even though you have backups, you can even have two, but, you know, these are just equipment and they fail sometimes and then you don't even have assurance of getting power from, um, you know, from Nepal. So you, you're constantly, you know, under that pressure. So those are things that drive our costs up. Because we constant, we must have power, you know, where everybody can just say, okay, there's no light now, so let's just forget it. You can't do that. You must have power. So I think that's a great challenge. And then another one, I would say, I don't, I won't call it a challenge, but it's just a sore point. The pain point when you've done your best, you know, everybody has put in their best. And then for some reason or the other, something goes wrong and it's a very, um, Everybody's event is important. Your birthday is important. Your wedding is important. So we're under that pressure to always, you know, you know, you can't fail. Let's put it that way. You can't fail. So if there's a, a little problem and you know that everybody in the breaker, everybody has put in their best and the customer is not happy, you know, it's, it's heart, it's heart rending for, 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 for the entrepreneur. It's heart rending because, you know, not for me, not having the customer 100% happy does not make me happy. If a customer doesn't give me 100% or oh, okay, 99, or it gives me 70, I'm not happy. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah. So okay. I think that is the, the quest for perfection and to, make your customers delighted and if something goes wrong and it's not your fault because you've done everything you possibly can or for some reason something goes wrong and you know i think that is the greatest challenge we have and power yeah if those two if, if power is sorted i think will be good and usually the problem is usually sometimes this inevitable problems arise from Power or our weather, you know, power or our weather, you know, sometimes it's a weather issue too. Sometimes the chocolate just decides it's not going to cooperate with you today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, there's just nothing, you, you know, all the wow. tricks, you know, everything, yeah. you know, it's just not going to cooperate. Or maybe the chocolate that was supplied or made, there was 
was maybe defective or maybe it was a manufacturing thing or maybe, you know, somebody compromised somewhere. You know, it's not your fault, but you've just got to be the magician to find a way to solve all of it. You know, yeah. What's the top selling item? What do people know you for? Like, what is what is the the most the top selling item you offer? Um, you know, I do cakes and dessert. Yeah, but um, I think um, I would say the cakes. Okay, do you have a specific cake? You know, like some people have the red velvet cake. Like, what's the red the... velvet? Okay, that's, they love that's they love our red velvet okay. and chocolate. Red velvet and chocolate. Okay. Yeah. Can you recommend a a, a a baking book, maybe a book that um you know somebody who wants to have the same kind of success you're having as far as career wise can um can learn from? A book. A book, like so, like okay. If I was to ask you to give me a good baking book right now, what book would that be? <laughs> Funny, I don't do baking books. <laughs> I don't. I do, so I can't recommend any. That's so how do you how do you learn? I go to school. I I I identify bakers that I feel I can give okay, me. Okay, so something. give me give me three names of bakers that you feel like um if the listeners you know try to uh learn from them that they would they'll be on a better path towards their own successful career. Okay, um. Of course, I will put myself as number one. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> yeah, and then um, uh, I hire Omotaya I think she's very unique. Okay. In in her decoration, um, she does these lovely crepe flowers. I plan to have her on my platform soon. So it's Tayo. I've not really discussed this extensively with you, but um, yeah. So I, uh, someone I would recommend. She, I think they could learn a lot from her in Nigeria. Yes, okay. she's very unique in her designs, and she's even someone I want to put on our platform as well. Okay. Um, um, let me think. Um, of course, everybody knows Tosan Jamie Day. He's yeah. good. He was uh, on the yeah. show a while back ago, by the way. Okay. We had cake yeah, pieces so, as well. Yeah. So he's good. Um, do, do we do we talk about bakers outside of Nigeria? Let's do that as well too, because they might have more materials okay. than the Nigerian ones. Okay, a school, a baking school. I also recommend is Cordon Blue. Okay, you could you could link with them anywhere, almost anywhere in the world, really. I mean, in the Western world, if you're in London, if you're in the US, is that where you went to? Yeah, I, I had a course there. Okay. okay yeah. Great. So, so you could go to Cordon Bleu. You could go to um, let me think. Uh, let me leave it at that. There are many, uh, really. Great, great. So, um, I think I mean you've given a lot of information and interesting questions. I was going to ask. You've kind of answered them, and I think that's kind of fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on the show. I'm, I'm glad that um you were you spent this time with us, and I know that yeah. the listeners would definitely have a lot of things to take back from what you've said. You yeah. know? So thank you very much for that. Wish you more success with the school yeah, and also with the, with the bakery. So thank you very much, man. Thank you.
If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday for a new podcast. Thank you.